Welcome to season five of the Level Up with Lori podcast, where I am taking you behind the scenes of building a six-figure and one-day seven-figure network marketing business, blurring the lines between leader and coach to truly teach you how to build a foundation that sets you up for success. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, 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 you guys, welcome back to the Level Up with Lori podcast, where this year in season five, I am taking you behind the scenes inside my business as I start out with a brand new company just under six months ago. And I'm really going to teach you everything that I do to build that six and seven figure foundation. And so I cannot wait for this next year together. And so far, the response to this kind of theme and this topic has been incredible. So thank you so much for the reach outs and the support and the love. And I encourage you to keep kind of sending questions my way, because if there's things that I can help you with that you're working on right now in your business, and you're just like, I would love to know how Lori does that, send me a message. I'll tell you exactly. I am honestly just loving being able to something from scratch with a decade of experience. So it's so interesting and so incredibly different from what I built the first time. So in episode one, I kind of gave you um, a little bit of an abbreviated version of how I got started in this industry, how I got started with Stella and Dot. In this episode, I wanted to wrap up the Stella and Dot portion of my life, an entire eight years with eight lessons that I learned. And so these are honestly in no particular order. If you see me, if you're listening on the podcast, you're obviously not going to see me do anything. But if you are watching on YouTube, or if I end up sharing this in the Love Love community, and you see me looking over to the side, because I have notes for this. So um, because I'm going to actually be um, publishing all of the tasks onto my blog as well. Um, so we'll be word obviously, because I'm actually writing the blog first and almost as a way to organize my thoughts on what I want to record. So this year, this journey and this podcast whole scenario, totally, totally different. I have this little post-it note that sits on my desk and says, I serve thousands of women through my podcast. And I want you to know that this is one of my biggest goals this year. And I know the podcast doesn't make you money. And no, I'm not looking to have commercials or anything like that, but I just feel like it's this outlet and it's this voice and it's this way that I can help women in this industry. And this feels like, it feels like there's something that I can do and I can contribute. So anyways, without further ado, eight lessons from eight years. Um, people are going to disappoint you, but that means nothing about you or your business. This is a really, really big one. And the sooner that we accept this, the easier this is going to be. We have to let go of our expectations around what our friends and family are going to do, right? Like it doesn't matter that you may be the most supportive person. It doesn't matter that you expected more from someone. You didn't start your business to 
simply make your friends and family your only means of sales. The quicker you can get outside of your friends and family zone, I actually talked about that in podcast one, um, the quicker you can do that, the better off you're going to be and the better off you're going to feel in your business. One of the number one reasons that people feel that ick factor is because they know that they're relying on friends and family, or even worse, they're relying on their own personal sales to drive their business. You don't want to be the single big biggest contributor to your bottom line in your sales. I want you making money right off the gates. When I'm working with women, this is my biggest goal. Have them spend the least amount of money and start turning over money quickly. Because when you have, and for the leaders in the house, you know, when someone starts making money, they start to see the possibilities and they start getting excited about the possibilities and it helps them move the needle forward. But we have to understand that people are going to, disappoint us. And honestly, uh, like my mom, the first week that I signed up, she said, anything that I like, I can't imagine um, ever buying something. And I mean, don't get me wrong, the course of eight years, my mom actually became one of my best shoppers and she still has so many things that she loves and wears on the daily. But that was a little bit discouraging, right? And over the course of eight years, I have best friends that didn't spend $20 for me. I had aunts and uncles that, or sorry, aunts and cousins that never shopped with me. But at the end of the day, that doesn't change your relationship with that person. It doesn't change the way that they believe in you, the way that they think about you. It just may not appeal to them. And also, sometimes you're never going to know what support... If, like sometimes people are going to surprise you in the very best ways when it comes to support. It'll be of people that come out of the woodwork or also um, understand the support looks like a lot of different things, right? I had a friend who never shopped, but every year she hosted a fundraiser that actually did extremely well, brought in a lot of new customers and all that good stuff. Or maybe even a simple conversation or a referral, like maybe that's what support looks like to that person. So never kind of underestimate what different types of support could be out there as well. And that's why you want to make sure that everybody and anybody knows what you're doing because you never know who's your next best referral. It is not always the people that are already shopping with you and already in your business world. Um, number two, if you don't know what you're doing, you can build a business by chasing the carrots. And there's a little bit of a caveat with this because I am not about the um, hustle culture and that's gonna let that's gonna kind of come in at stage three. But I will tell you that when you don't know what you're doing, look at what the company promotes or incentivizes with or look at their different leadership levels and a lot of the times what they're doing, and what they're encouraging you to do helps you work your way up like their business plan and in turn gets you more money. Um, I did that for the first, almost my entire career inside of my first business until the burnout became too much. So I wouldn't say that you need to chase every single carrot, but I would say that the incentives they put out there to grow your business are often a really great jumping off point to kind of figuring out the business model and making money inside that business model. Um, and then that's kind of what my number three is, is that success outside looks a whole lot like burnout on the inside. And for me, 
um, success on the outside really did look like the achievement of the carrots, being on the top of the leaderboards, always having incredible sales, consistent sales, consistent team growth, all of those things. And it looked like someone who worked really, really hard. I And, you know, I, I believe in hard work over hustle. I think that's actually going to be the name of my book. Um, but because I'm no stranger to working hard. I do believe in working hard, but hustle is so different. Hustle means that you work hard even when your body is telling you to stop. Hustle means that you, like negative hustle, means that you keep going even when your body's screaming at you, or you keep going even when the activities aren't aligned with what you even desire or want from things. It means Hustle to me in that negative sense is pushing yourself past with your breaking point. It's being up at 3 a.m. And there's a lot of negative repercussions that came with that for me over my course of my journey. I was impacted um, being present with my family. Like I was doing bedtime with my phone in my hand, thinking that like having zero boundaries, right? Thinking that the world would not wait if I wasn't accessible to everyone. It's insane, really. Back on I think about it. And it's totally something that I'm learning from in like my take two situations. So, but on the outside, for a lot of people, a lot of people would ask me, you know, like, what are your secrets? What are you doing? Like, how do you get the success? And like, it was almost a little bit scary to tell them how I achieved that success because sometimes it was in a healthy way, right? Like it was, it was, I'm, it was too hard. It was too hard. And if something's too hard, um, okay. Number four, a strong worth ethic will be the biggest determinant of your success. If you take nothing else from this, because there's, I think sometimes people get confused between um, the ability to hustle and, and hard work. Hard work to me is consistently showing up, showing up when you don't necessarily feel like it, but like in little chunks, you don't have to hustle for eight hours a day to get the job done, but you do need to show up every day. And hard work to me looks like being disciplined, looks like um, always weighing your priorities. And that doesn't mean that your business always comes out as the number one priority, right? It doesn't mean that you shove everything to the side and prioritize only your business. But I do truly believe, and I've seen so much proof of this, that hard work is the number dedicated work, being dedicated and being consistent and showing up and and doing the things that that's the biggest thing that pe that helps people see success. The people like I, I'm surrounded, you guys, it's been almost a decade in this industry and I'm surrounded by people that want the things, but they're not willing to do the things, right? Like there's a reason why not everybody makes it to the top of the comp plan. There's a reason why there's a high failure rate in this industry. And it's not because of the industry itself. It's because of the people that enter it and think that it's easy. The things that it's just taking a selfie and the sales flood in, right? It's not, it's, it's hard work and that's okay because we're not afraid of hard work. We're not afraid of working for something that we care about, that we're passionate about. No, I can see that bigger vision. And I always know that my work pays off. And I also know now what my boundaries are and where I need to stop in order to protect my priorities and my overall health and well-being. Um, number five. It's not 
one thing that you do that builds your business. It's the accumulation of everything you do, plus the fact you keep doing them over and over again. Um, we are all looking for that secret sauce, right? I don't, if I had a nickel for every single, that would be my secret, right? If I had a nickel for every single time someone asked me what's the secret behind success, I'd be a very, very rich woman. But the truth is, and I never had a good answer. I was also always racking my brain for this intelligent answer. But the truth is, my secret has always just been that I show up and I continue to show up and I continue to take step after step after step after step after step and I continue to work, move forward. And when you do that, you move forward, you grow, you learn. I've never been afraid of failure ever. I've always just assumed a failure was a part of the process, right? So that's never gotten me down. But if there's just too many people that are looking for that easy button, like that one post that they can do, that one person they can bring, that secret little loophole that will skyrocket you to the top of the comp plan. But you know what? If you were to get to the top of the comp plan, you wouldn't be prepared to be there anyways right then. You have to take your hits. You have to do the work. You have to just put in the time and the effort in order to move up. And that's the same anywhere. So I don't know why There's so many people that think that that should be different in this industry, or they think that because it doesn't happen like that for them, that there's something wrong with this industry. Not true, right? Okay. So number seven, the hardest part about building a business is trusting that it is working, even when it feels like it's not. This is honestly the biggest one for me. Um, And in both of my businesses, like you have to have this unflinching belief in where you're going, in your own capabilities, in your own worth, in the comp plan, in the company, in the products. And also you have to trust that um, by simply moving forward that you will get where you desire to go. The biggest thing that um, leads to failure in this industry is people quitting. And I've seen it so many times where people quit before it gets actually good right? They just assume it's not going to happen for them or they're not capable of the thing or they, I don't know, maybe they become unwilling to do what it takes to get there. Um, And it's not like I've had to give up my second born or my first born or even gas the baby, but um, I've had to put the work in, right? I've had, and I'm not afraid of work. Um, And I have to trust. And, And this is a big thing for me, right? Because I went from being at the top of a comp plan to starting from scratch and starting from ground zero. And yes, I'm coming into a comp plan that I have a lot more faith in. And I have an understanding of the industry that I didn't have when I started out the other one, but I'm still a little fish in the big sea now where I was like a big fish in a small pond. And it's very different. And it requires a high level of trust in yourself, in what you're doing. And also knowing that if this isn't it, then the, what is supposed to be mine will find me, Right. Um, Okay, number seven, the biggest obstacle that you will ever face is inside yourself. And it's the doubt of uncertainty, the limiting beliefs that are going to pop up. And it doesn't all hit you at one time. I find that it comes in waves, right? You can have the best three weeks of your life. You can feel like you're on top of the world. You can feel like there's nothing that could stop you. Like it's all the things. And then all of a sudden, one little thing happens. You get maybe like, maybe you get somebody on your team that kind of questions something or has a really negative attitude, or maybe it's a customer that like cancels a 
subscription or returns a product or something. And all of a sudden your faith is a little bit shaken and you start to question yourself. If you could have done things differently, if you could have said something differently, you have these conversations and it's the spiral effect that um, you, what you don't realize is that when you live in that place of self-doubt, when you allow your limiting to beliefs to be in the driver's seat, it impacts what you're building and it slows you down and it doesn't serve you on any level. But it is the hardest thing because you're not going to have to overcome that once. You're going to have to overcome that over and over and over and over and over again. And every single time you grow and you get to a new place that feels like you come up again, right? They're just new limiting beliefs and they're just new fears and or maybe it's a new that you're playing with somebody else, right? Every single time you get outside your comfort zone, you're at risk for all of these fears and uncertainties and lim- unlimiting beliefs to like sink you or take you down. Or So I don't know, my best advice around this is to remember who you are, um, to create maybe a practice around them. Like sometimes I'll write them out and then I will disprove them and I will write out my own like empowering beliefs as opposed to limiting beliefs. Sometimes um, it's as simple as getting a really good night's sleep and waking up and realizing the next day is the next day. But at the end, that will be the number one thing that you're going to have to battle along the way is yourself and the thing that's between your two ears, right? Number eight, and the very last one, and this is a really, really important one, and I want you to resonate with this hugely, is if someone else can do it, then two. This has been this thing, and I think this actually might be one of my for success, is I've never questioned this. And it was one of the things that like helped me to grow um, and to build and to lead inside of my Stella and Dot journey was that I knew, and I just, I don't know where this faith comes or this belief. And I think sometimes we build this inside of ourselves when we carry through on the promises that we make to ourselves or when we continue to reach for more and we, um, we learn and we grow we do all those things I just always knew that if someone else had hit a level in a comp plan then that was available to me too or if someone else was doing really incredible online parties and selling their business that I just needed to figure out how that would work for me and I could do that too there's no one that has anything that sets them apart from you so much that you can't learn to do that too right we have to understand that sometimes Times me us in who we are right now, maybe we're not in a place where we can do that, but we can get to a place where we can do that, right? It's called a growth mindset where you believe that you can learn anything to learn to get where you desire to go, as opposed to um, thinking that, you know, all the skills that you have now are just born within and you live and you die with those. You guys, if someone else is doing something that you desire to do, then just figure out how to get, figure out what to do, figure out what that looks like for you. A hundred percent. You're capable of it. You're capable as you are right now. Right. Okay. You guys, um, I hope you enjoyed those. I would love to hear what your first, like what your favorite one is. And I would hear, you know, what are some of your bigger lessons from, from, 
learning, like from, from building a business? What are the things that maybe you've changed companies or maybe you've stepped into leadership or maybe you've challenged yourself in some way? Like what are some of the, the messages or the lessons that you're taking with you into this next year or whatever that looks like for you? Um, send me a message on Instagram, Ms. Lori Irvin, or or drop email, level up with Lori at gmail.com or send me a message on Facebook, Lori Eldridge Irvin. Honestly, I am, I mean that. Talk, talk about, let's talk about this stuff. Let's open up these conversations, challenge ourselves to dig deep and actually look for those lessons. You don't understand how much your lessons can impact other people if you share them, right? How much your, what you've gone through to date could help somebody else just by sharing them. Okay, you guys, I will see you inside the next episode where we are going to talk about the big pivot that I had to make last summer when my company decided to um, change from an MLM, a network marketing company, into a direct-to-consumer business model, eliminating all leadership, all that income, everything that I had. It was a ride, you guys. And I can honestly tell you, not that I am fully on the other side of it at this point, but I'm, you know clean and clear in some ways that I wouldn't change anything that they did. And I'm grateful for it. I mean, maybe, maybe have still some coarse words in my head and all those things, but at the end of the day, I am grateful and, um, time or slammed in your face. You have to look for that little sliver of a window, right? A little hole that you can like push your way through. All right, you guys, if you're binging your way through in the next episode. Otherwise, I will see you a couple weeks, same time, same channel. Thank you.